SuperValue now have more online slots than ever before. Shop now at supervalue.ie. Collect your weekly shop with our contactless collection service. At SuperValue, we're there for you. Midwest Mike's coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena each and every week, bringing you great content. We got Jim up there behind the scenes, setting everything up, making us look and sound good pushing every buttons. week. Pushing buttons. Pushing all the buttons. 3,000 buttons up here. Yeah, yeah 3,000 buttons. I've seen them. I've seen them. Then on top of that, I got slide switches too. Yeah, he's got it all up there. So... He's, he's making sure that all this is working right for us to bring you guys the best show in Kansas City, right here, Midwest Mike's show. We have a couple special guests today. We are going to do a little different type show than you may be used to from us. Uh, we, we are wrestling fans. We have talked about it a little bit you know, in the past. You have heard us uh, mention that we are wrestling fans. So right here, uh, 21 years ago this week on May the 23rd, Over the Edge pay-per-view took place. Right here at Was Kemper Arena. Was Kemper Arena. Now it is uh, the Hy-Vee Arena, but uh, same building. It was in front of a sold-out crowd. Uh, The exact number of people, according to the Wikipedia page, was 16,472. If you watch the broadcast back on the WWE Network, they say there's 18,000-plus in the building. So, a little dispute there, but we are going to be joined by two people that were there. Uh, one of them is, is a guy you've heard us talk a lot about. Uh, you saw him at Show 100, uh, DJ Showtime Marcus Purdy. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. And uh, the other one, another friend of ours who was here with Purdy that night, Steve Brown, joining us all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. How y'all doing? Sorry y'all couldn't find two better guests. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's already he's already taking like a negative know, like yeah. a negative he, spin on wow, his stuff. He, not even three seconds <laughs> in. Like we, we're gonna do yeah. this right now. Yeah, I'm sorry look. that the two biggest people you know that were at that show are us. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, we were we were talking before, like I, I don't know why I didn't go. I can't. I can't think. I can't think of a good reason. I've been trying to think. Probably had bad grades. Probably got you know, punishment <laughs> yeah. or something. Your dad wouldn't take you. 
<laughs> that that could have been. I I don't know. You know, maybe I don't. Are we starting with the dad stuff already? That what we doing? You know, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, it would have been like we were talking about. It would have been toward the end of school. Right. We we would have been getting out probably that week or the next week because we typically didn't have to go after Memorial Day. So I don't know. But anyway, um, you guys were there. So you know, let, let's go back kind of to the beginning of the night. You guys are sixteen, seventeen years old, coming to a pay per view. In an age where you know wrestling was really hot, really big time. So, I mean, how excited were you guys? You know, for that night, it was something for me, Steve. I remember um, when they came into town; it was big, and you never missed a wrestling show when it came to Kansas City. Um, and yeah, that wasn't our first one. Yeah, I was probably like two more before that happened that we went. Um, but I remember like getting my dad to take me, and he was cool about it. He loved going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of hard to remember the rest of the card, but just being 17 and you're going to wrestling, you know, you watch it on yeah. TV all the time. That was, that was huge. Yeah. I remember, you know, I went, they also did the very first SmackDown, uh, live in this building. Yep, I was, was yeah, I was that. here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, so yeah, it was, you know, you guys would have been pretty excited. You know, like we said, 16, 17 years old. Uh, you know, getting to go to a, a big-time event. Uh, you know, this was a big-time venue at the time. You know, so, like you said, came with your dad. Uh, you know, 16, 17 years old. You're not driving down here by yourself in all that traffic and nope. dealing with all that. So it's crazy, too. Literally, at the time, wrestling is like, is like the hottest thing going on right now. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in school and, like, people bringing, uh, people bringing championship belts to school. And like fake wrestling matches, and like teachers are like wondering, like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Are you really, are you really fighting? Like, nah, we're like, I watched Stone Cold spray beer yeah. all over somebody last night, and, and uh, whatever. We're just, we're just. I mean, it was, it was like a, it was like a hot, hot thing to every Monday night to tune into either, either Raw or Nitro uh, to kind of see what was going on. So it was, it was crazy time. Well, and also, I mean, Kansas City was a very big. Uh, right. Let's call it a mm-hmm. minor league wrestling city uh, for the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Um, Municipal Hall used to host a lot of big wrestling matches. Guys that if, I think if the WWE or, or the other one would have been around at that time, I think they would have been wrestling at that level. But mm-hmm. they were more regional than it rest back in the early early days. Yeah, it was, it was like re- regional regard. promotions. So, you know, Kansas City does have a, a lot of history with wrestling. You know, but uh, and I remember, you know, speaking of the stuff going on in school, I remember Purdy taking the the scale, the old school scale, out of the weight room and carrying it down the hallway uh, one morning. And principal, <laughs> super heavyweight, yeah, super, super heavyweight. heavyweight. You, you, that remember, was, uh, you remember that Steve when he grabbed that? Yeah. What was uh? Yeah. What was what was, what was the guy that did that? What was the wrestler that did Hardcore that? Hardcore Holly. Was Hardcore it Holly, Holly or was like it was crash, like no, it was Crash, crash Holly. Crash Holly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash Holly, yeah. Uh, put a reference Coach for anybody watching. Crash Holly was like this little guy. He probably weighed, I don't know, he was like a buck thirty maybe because yeah. he was kind of built, but like he would carry around the scale on on the show and say he was a super heavyweight. Yeah. And basically, uh, uh, Marcus recreated that at school. Yeah, what we used to do is, Steve, you remember we do pay per views and you go to your buddy's house. Mm-hmm. How much was it, Steve, to get in? Was it twenty yeah. or ten? Uh, uh, we we did like the five dollars, like uh, during, well, the five but nobody ten. ever charged the money. 
Except for Darren Jameson. He was notorious for like, y'all got that $5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, listen, no. You, you had, because listen, them things were $60. Yeah. But Steve, they were 60 bucks, and your parents wouldn't let you get that without having money. So we, I know we had to charge the door like probably 5 bucks to come in. Yeah. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Your mom and dad didn't ever charge, and they always had snacks. It was like one of the, like... Like Marcus' house always had the food, so we just always wanted to go over there. Big question is, yeah. we didn't really like Marcus; we just liked his food. Just so like the, the cool. like the <laughs> just hey, like going over. You're there. in high school; you want those snacks, man. So, big question. This mom was so nice. Tell Miss Purdy I said hi. If, if Purdy was wrestling, what would his wrestling name be? With Purdy, would it be Purdy and his Purdies? <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wouldn't be a wrestler. He'd probably be like a a, a diva or a manager. Or something. Manager, yeah, he's the man. He's the manager. Oh my goodness, Steve Brown. Anyway, moving forward. Let's yeah, um, you know, yeah. So we we would have the watch parties. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember. You know, sometimes it was like depending on how many people were there. You know, five ten bucks. Everybody throw in. I was at a watch party that night. You know, at uh, Chris Basham's house, watching this particular pay per view. You know, I don't know how many people we had there, but you know, I know we. Usually, like, order pizza or something, you know, yeah. by throwing, like, an extra five bucks. I think then Pizza Hut had, like, the $10 pizzas, like, the big New York pizzas, New York-style pizzas. You needed two of those things. And they, yeah, they were, like, <laughs> they, those things were huge. So, you know, everybody chip in. We'd get a couple of those, and once the boxes were empty, we'd hit each other with the boxes. That's pretty accurate. So, you know, back in the day. But, uh, so... You know the the show kicked off. You know you you uh, you guys would have got here even for a seven o'clock show. I mean, you guys probably would have been here. I'd say by five o'clock. Yeah, the stub said five thirty. Okay, so that was the pre pre show. Yeah, I don't, That's right. Sunday night heat would have yeah, been yeah, on yeah, before about there. Yeah, they were recording Sunday night heat like before the pay per views. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Right? So you guys would have got to see that too. Um, and I, I don't I don't know what all happened on Sunday Night Heat. I didn't research that well. Um, uh, we don't either. Yeah, we yeah. Don't yeah, we're good. That yeah, was crazy. Yeah. That's another thing too. Yeah. When we talk yeah. about how big wrestling was, I mean, literally WWE did. They had Monday Night. They had Monday Night Raw. They had Thursday Night. Uh, it was SmackDown Thursday Night or Friday Night. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. It hadn't it yeah. hadn't quite started. And then like yet they had they time. had the they had the Shotgun Saturday Nights. That was like mm-hmm. an hour show or half an hour or whatever it was with some weird matches. And then they also did Sunday <laughs> Heat. So these guys, they have four shows going on, and this is like pre, like social media, anything. I mean, yeah, it was, right it, it was so it. huge ratings. So I mean, I know you guys were amped like to go yeah. to this thing. So you know, you, you would have got down here those, early. Those house shows too. Do what? You said what? They were, they were like like do those house shows where they wouldn't record. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been to a few of those go. too. There was a yeah. few of them, but they were terrible. Yeah. It's like that was a. Money grab. Yeah, you, you never wanted to go to those because they weren't on TV or anything. So you just yeah, you just waited yeah. for a pay per view or, or a raw or something to come in town. Yeah, um, you know, so the the show kind of starts. I mean, we won't talk about this match very much, but Kane and X Pac, who were the tag team champions at the time, uh, you know, they retained the tag team titles over D'Lo Brown. And sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, obviously, D'Lo Brown was a, was a great character. And, you know, Mark Henry was fun to watch. He was a huge guy, like four or 500 pounds. And, yeah. I mean, he could move very well. So, I mean, he was always a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. No, he, I hated Kane. You hated Kane? So much. 
thing. That's the only person yeah, I hated Kane. Yes. Were you afraid he would Kane. set you I on fire? I, I don't know. It was just something. His character was always just kind of weird to me. Like, he's burnt under that mask. Like, no, he's not. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah see, then it turned out he wasn't arms. at all. And now he's the mayor, yeah. the mayor of some like, some town in Ohio or something like that. Tennessee. 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 Okay. Yeah, I always like, yeah. uh, out of all those guys, I thought uh, either Mark Henry or D'Lo Brown, or, or probably my favorite, D'Lo Brown always wore like the metal, like the, he had like the, the chest, he said his chest, chest protector. Yeah. So he wore the chest protector, and that's it. He would do like the, like the frog splash or whatever. And then Mark Henry's great. Uh, and Mark Henry's even greater. At, have you guys heard the story about Mark Henry meeting Michael Jordan at the yeah, Olympics? Yeah, I heard. Uh-huh. 92. How does that go? It's like Mike Jordan's like, uh, they introduce him or something. Michael Jordan's like, who, like, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, who I, are I, you? Yeah, I kind of read half of that. Um, and Mark, yeah, Henry, Mark Henry looks yeah. at him and goes, who the F are you? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry, man. Nice. Hall of Famer, right? He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, then there's a promo on the screen. There's a hardcore match. You know where they just basically used anything they could find uh, and hit each other with it. Al Snow and Hardcore Holly. Yeah, that was um, my guys back then. It was probably pretty I fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was, was a pretty entertaining match too. Any, uh, I mean, anything stick out from uh, those those matches? It, I mean, probably not. We're getting to yeah. the real the real event of the evening. Going but through the undercard. I, I can right tell now. you what sticks out is just like when their music comes on. Like Al Snow's music when it first drops, it's just. What does everybody want? And and everybody just yells head. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's what sticks out is just me yelling out head as loud as I could, uh, in in an arena full of people. So that's cool. Yeah. That that I mean you know that that is part of the fun of going to one of these events. You know, being able to participate and stuff like that. Uh, so then um, on the WWE Network. The, the version that I watched just this last week to kind of refresh my memory about this. Uh, it goes straight from that match to Jeff Jarrett coming to the ring. Um, the accident with Owen Hart happened uh, during that time. Um, so why don't – I'll just stop talking here and let you guys kind of talk about what you remember, what you saw, kind of what happened. Um and then we'll go from there. Well, real quick, real quick, we can also t- talk about kind of what the uh, what what was the so the match was was uh, Owen Hart versus Godfather. Yep, for the uh, Intercontinental title. Yeah. Intercontinental title. Who was the champ? Godfather. Godfather was the IC belt. Yeah. Um, Owen Hart was doing a gimmick at the time. It was his blue blazer, uh, which actually I think is a gimmick from the '80s that someone else yeah. did. Yeah. It's, it's how he came into the WWE. That's initially. right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of late '80s. They kind of brought it back, and actually, it kind of. Owen Hart is a really, really good wrestler, or was a really good wrestler, um, and, and the gimmick actually picked up steam. It was pretty funny. Uh, Owen Hart was always kind of a character, whether whether or not he was with uh, Hart Foundation or yeah. Nation of Domination, mm-hmm. when he wore the da- the danger on his yeah on the road, road sign. Nugget. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, so we'll kind of preface it with that. So he had just started a new gimmick where he was kind of a like a superhero, well, on superhero the, type. On guy. the on the they were saying on the uh, the uh, the documentary last night that. He had no, they didn't know to do with him anymore mm-hmm. because he was just there and he had, they were just trying to figure out what to do with Owen Hart. So they're like, as a spoof, they said, hey, put him back under mask and, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah. So that's kind of what they did with him. 
Yeah. but Because um, they were like, he's one of the best guys we have, but we don't know. And like, don't know yeah. Superb wrestler. Oh, like, yeah. Like, uh-huh. inter- like, and great on the mic. Good on the mic because he was like an annoying kind of heel. Well, he was kind of annoying kind of heel guy. And then the Blue Blazer thing is funny. Yeah, so Because he was, he was oh, by himself because his brother left WCW. Yeah. So he was all by himself. And he had no, nobody that, you know, his family was there with him. So, um, so yeah, getting, I guess... My recollection of that night was, I don't know about you, Steve, but um, so he's fighting the Godfather. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, that was the biggest match of the night. Because finally, can I say hose? Yeah. I can say hose? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah you're all right. <laughs> I didn't know. You, about said, well, you said it twice. It's internet. It's internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can, I can, don't I can. be like Howard Stern. Well, I, I can't go Howard Stern on it, but uh, <laughs> take your top off, Gary. No, don't, don't do that. From- yeah. <laughs> But um, so anyway, my recollection is that Godfather's going to come out. He's going to bring seven of the hoes, ladies. There we go. I'll say ladies. Seven of the ladies. Well, no, it's I mean, hoes. Ho- ho- okay, they're hoes. The right, they were, uh, Steve, right? Am I, are we okay, am I okay with that, Steve? You good? Lose? Yeah, hoes. I mean, you, you've said it five times already. So I'm <laughs> trying to you now. So uh, my recollection is, is that the lights are dimmed, and we're all – watching the vignette on the Titan Tron, which is where the, they come out the entrance, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, this is where we're all watching. And I just remember out of the corner of my left eye, just seeing something go, Phew. and next thing you know, you hear people laughing. People were laughing because we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden the lights come on, and people run to the ring. Well, you see them a million times on wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. oh, here comes the stretcher. Like, oh, yeah. okay, you know. And I just remember people are laughing. No one knows what's going on. And um, it's taken a while now, you know. It's going on for like three, four minutes, Steve, you know. And uh, you're just waiting. Okay. Where's the godfather at? That's all I care about, the Godfather. <laughs> they put Owen and, Hart. And more and more people are coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, time. yeah. And then here comes some There's real like paramedics. More, more people. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, for me, is they put him on a stretcher. They're willing, him, they're willing him out. And that's it. And I'm like, where's the Godfather? <laughs> and then they start the next match. And I'm mad. And people are mad. Yeah. You, know? you guys don't know what's going on. You have no clue. Nah. See, I, I remember it similar to the way you, but I remember seeing something fall. And I remember as he fell, I remember like his body shaking and then it just going like completely limp. And I was like, how'd they get that robot to do that or whatever? Like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. 16, 17, you don't think some human being is, fell from the top of Kemper Arena and like hit his head on the turnbuckle and completely died or something like that. But like Marcus said, everybody started laughing. Uh, we thought it was a gag. And then the next match, like after, I don't know what felt like hours, like the next match starts. And I don't even remember the next match. The next match that I remember is uh, Stone Cold and, and The Undertaker. That's, that's, that's the last thing I remember. Uh, right. After Owen Hart, like I don't remember anything yeah. in between there. 
It went yeah. from Owen Hart falling to Stone Cold Undertaker, which was it was just born at that right. point. And and but you, you remember, can kind of tell like they were all out of it though. Yeah. One th- one thing is too is that uh, I mean the reason why people kind of thought maybe it was just something funny because like you you wouldn't put it above WWE to do. Oh, of course, something not. hilarious right. where, like, oh, yeah. the superhero guy, like, messed up his entrance yeah. and, like, he Absolutely. crashed. Yeah. Like, that's funny because, I mean, at that time, they were setting – I mean, people were getting set on fire. Like, the, uh, they, they Undertaker, Undertaker man kind of had, like, a buried alive yeah. match. Like, they were burying guys alive. Yeah. It, like, stuff like that. So, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, maybe it's just, like – Didn't put it past them. It's just yeah. funny or whatever. Um, you know, and, and other <clears throat> recollections and, and stuff as I was kind of doing some research on this for the show – you know, some people thought it was a dummy that mm-hmm. that had fallen. You know, and, exactly and again, it was part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the crazy thing to me, uh, you know, that that Marcus was saying before the show is they didn't announce anything over the loudspeaker to the live crowd that you know, hey, that was an accident. We don't know what's going on. Like they told you guys nothing. We yeah, I mean, and you got to remember too. I was thinking about this driving here, Steve. This is ninety nine. All right. So we're probably two years from the cell phone age. Yeah. No, a year and a half from the big cell phone age. So nobody, and that's the reason to me it's crazy that there's no good pictures of this. Mm-hmm. Like no pictures have surfaced because no, no yeah, we yeah. didn't have cameras didn't have back it. then, you know, yeah. and you and didn't no have a cell phone, but it didn't have a camera on. I don't. Yeah. I think the brick well, the brick cell phone just came out. Probably everybody had those. Might, yeah, I mean, might, my, they wouldn't let you bring like your flash photography. Yeah. In the, uh, oh, that's right. Arena because mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't take pictures of, uh, of everything. So that's that's another. That's thing. true. I didn't think about I, that. I do right. remember like uh, as we were leaving, like you know, pay phones were still around. People had to call for rides. There was like a group of people right next to us as we were walking, and they were like. Yeah, he died on the way to the hospital or something like that. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Who is he? He's like, yeah, Owen Hart died. He's like, nah, that can't be right, man. I mean, this is before like social media, all that. Yeah. We found out, or at least I found out. I don't know if, if, if Marcus remembers this part of the story. There's like a group of people literally mm-hmm. walking next to us. And I guess they had talked to someone that was watching. And they said they found out from Channel 9 News. That's what. Right, that's, yeah. that's the story that had it. So. That's where they got their breaking news from. It's like, yeah, he he died on his way to the hospital. Who so, wants to be in here after that's how I found on the 23rd? <laughs> yeah, yeah not me. The, uh, um, still lives. Yeah, so the the television, you know, I'm watching we're watching on TV. We got a big group. And, you know, they're they're showing the the promo that you guys were talking about you were watching. And then the next thing we see is just kind of a close-up of, you know, JR, the announcer, see his face, and he's, you know, just saying, like, hey, this is not part of the show. There's been a terrible accident. We're not sure the status. Um, the king had left the announce table and got up, you know, and went to get in the ring to try to help Owen when it when it first happened. <clears throat> and, you know, JR mm-hmm. just keeps telling us at home, like, hey, this is not part of the show. We don't know what's going on. Um, and there was about a 15 minute gap, um, from what I gathered, uh, from the time he fell to when, you know, the, the next match kind of gets going. Um, but again, I, I just like, I can't imagine being in here and not, I mean, cause like you said, you, it's not like you can jump on Twitter and see what's going on. Well, and two, you remember 
the wrestlers knew what happened. Yeah. There's stories of them, you know, everybody knew it wasn't happening, and the big controversy was to keep the show going. Do we keep it going? Because that's why they didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't tell us terrible. that for a reason. Right. It, it's that nobody remembers anything from that show but that after yeah. that happens. Because, you know, imagine like your homeboy just potentially died in the ring and you got to go out there and put on a happy face and talk some some shit and all that. That's, it's, it's, it's trash. And there's and there's still there's still blood in the ring. If you look at picture, there's blood. His blood is yeah. still in the ring. And and you know some things I learned last night from you know the documentary is the Godfather was you know what what they called the gorilla position, which is like where they stand right before they come right. out. And he's standing there, and he said somebody yells, "Owen fell," and he goes, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, he fell." And he's standing there and doesn't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, here comes Owen Hart on a stretcher, you know, coming right by him. And, you know, he said he looked at him and he was blue. So, I mean, you know, and then that's when he's like, that's when, you know, the, the mm-hmm. word backstage started to get around that, you know, Owen was, it's not good. Like, they, they pretty much think he's dead at, at this point. Um, yeah. And he was, you know, he was taken to Truman Medical Center. Uh, you know, the, one of the, I guess, most emotional things for me from the documentary that, that came out last night with his wife was his wife was saying when the doctor, cause she said the first call she got was from Vince McMahon uh-huh. and that, which is the owner of the company. And he says, Owen has fell. There's been an accident. And she's like asking questions like any wife would. And he's like, I don't know. And she said, well, have somebody call me that knows something. Yeah, I think he knew. I think he, he knew at that point, but he didn't want to tell her. Yeah, he didn't I don't want think to tell he her. wanted to break the news. Yeah, he didn't want to tell her. Um, so then a doctor from, you know, Truman calls, and she said he, he's kind of beating around the bush, and she's like, just get to the end and tell me what happened. She said he fi- the doctor finally said, uh, I'm sorry, I did everything I could to save your husband's life, but – uh, he he's gone, he's dead, and you know she's in Canada, and you know I mean her husband left for work, and she just found out he's never coming home. Can't imagine because that. of a stunt. I mean it, you know. Um, Wayne, well, real quick, what exactly uh, was the was the injury? I mean, like, what was it? Was it like a was it like a broken neck? Was it what exactly happened? Um, I didn't see. Yeah, I, I was. Saw I the was, cause of death was blunt force trauma. Just yeah, yeah, he they said they he shattered broken neck or something. Yeah, he he shattered his arm on impact. Um, he didn't hit the turnbuckle. He hit the ropes at forty miles an hour. They said, and that's why like a sack of potato just fell back. And they yeah. said that. Um, and I remember this when he did fall. We looked. He did. He set up, kind of like when you're doing that last crunch. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that man. Yeah, I remember that. Shirt. I remember him falling, and then he tried to sit up. Like after you're doing like you know twenty crunches, then like one more, and then he's like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, and his body went limp. Like that's, yeah, he that's was one thought I I seen or whatever I I never forget that I remember seeing that last gasp effort or whatever it was or muscle spasm or I don't know the science behind it, but yeah, it mm-hmm. was like it, I never forget seeing that. I can tell you that. Like, yeah, I mean it's. You know, about an hour later, 
on the t- TV broadcast. Um, and, and this was another crazy story from the documentary. So Jim Ross, who's doing the announcing, this is live on pay-per-view, you know, all over the world, get, gets the guy, the guy in his headset, tells him, you know, hey, Owen Hart, we, we received word that Owen has died. You're back live on TV in five, four. And Jim has to tell the audience that, you know, th- this guy has died. And, you know, he's given basically five seconds to yeah. come up with something. And, I mean, I can't imagine. I know all the prep I do, you know, for this show so that I can talk about whatever. I mean, Austin, can, can you imagine just – like having five seconds to tell a worldwide audience that a guy just died in front of you? No, I mean no, and it's really it's really crazy, and it's also just a, a kind of also a testament to how how uh, we talk about Jr. How great he mm-hmm. great he is, um, and then, I mean that's it's another thing. It, it, he just you know he handled it like a like a pro, and really all everybody involved kind of did. But no, I I I can't I can't really fathom like having to actually do that. Like all right, man, you got to say this, and you got to say it like right now. And you got to tell everybody right, right now what's yeah. going on, um, and then you also, and then like, guess what? Also, uh, you have another match. You get a call right after that, so you're going to announce yeah. right. So he announces that, and then he's going to be right. calling like Taker, Stone yeah. Cold, which should be an insane match because it's two of the hottest guys at the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's going to be it's him saying that, and then he's got to call this match, dude. Like like total pro. Uh, uh, Jim Ross, which everybody, I mean, everybody knows he's, it was, he's the greatest. It was but. definitely a double-edged sword because the for the performers, like I said, <laughs> the crowd didn't know. We didn't know that he died. So nah. they got to go out there, put on a show, and if it sucked, now we're wondering why y'all, you guys yeah. sucked. You said it did suck, right? Like it was, or it was kind God, of like – Well, they trash. weren't – If you, I've, I've done some research, and I just remember like the wrestlers didn't want to be there. Yeah. yeah. They did not want to do it, but – they had no choice. I mean, would you? No, of course no, not. No. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, it, one, one of your friends, you know, just died. Because, you know, the, part of the, the attraction with wrestling is we have these huge characters that, you know, we can kind of get lost in, that we follow, and we get behind, or, you know, we love to boo them, whatever the case may be. But they're characters. I mean, you know, backstage – these guys are friends just like we all are. I, was gonna, and, I, was gonna, I mean, you, your friend just died. I was going to say, I think I think Steve Austin and Owen <clears> – <throat> Steve Austin and Owen actually were, were decently yeah, tight, right? Yeah. Because, right. like, I know Steve, like, he like he really liked working with Brett a lot. And, and of course, they have arguably maybe one of the best matches ever at at, thir- at WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, like, they, uh, Austin worked with Owen a little bit too. But I remember, like, kind of seeing some stuff on, the, on uh, Stone Cold's podcast where he talks about Owen Hart a little bit. Uh, I mean, love that dude. I mean, and Owen was a great locker room guy. Yeah, everybody. Was, I mean, it's it was a horrible that was tragedy. Tough. Tragedy. It was tough. Yeah. So you know, I, even I, if it's not your friend, it's just your coworker. Yeah. Like right. I mean, it, it would be crazy to think that you know the, these guys were not affected by you know this and and what had happened. Um, you know, earlier earlier in the night and. You know, the the controversy, you know, nobody really knows if, you know, he pulled the the release too early, if, if it malfunctioned. Um, you know, that was one thing that I did a lot of research trying to find. And, you know, it's just 
th- there's not a lot out there about it. Yeah. Um, his wife did say in the documentary that they had just changed um, the the rigging because he had been repelling from the ceiling before. That was with this Blue Blazer superhero gimmick. They had had him repel from the ceiling. Right. But they had called the week before something and said, hey, we need his measurements because we're going to change the the rigging system. Well, and, and really, learning on the remodel on this, this was the first arena, which in 99 it wasn't still that old, yeah. that didn't have the internal structure that most arenas had. I mean, most arenas you went to, had poles somewhere or something, something in your way. So everything that supported this building was on the outside of the building. Mm-hmm. So okay. the rafters inside the building were different. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, an interesting point. It is. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't think about that either. But yeah, the structure of the building. So for whatever reason, they decided to change it. And the the hook. She actually had the hook. Um, you know, that, that she got from the police investigation about this, but uh, said it was designed for, like, a sailboat. It was not a, a repelling carabiner, um, I think was the was the word she yeah. used, wasn't Yeah, it just um, uh, wasn't meant for what they were trying to do with yeah. it, and they were trying to save some money. Yeah, so for whatever reason, the you know, the she did, um, his widow did sue the WWE and Vince McMahon, Ended up getting an eighteen million dollars settlement, um, you know. But I, I mean, I can't imagine that that really helped. Yeah, I mean, it may have helped her get some closure. Yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, I you know, I, I can't imagine losing you know a close family member, you know, a spouse. He was a father, um, you know, in a in a stunt like that. Yeah, I re I remember when how, um, how trash is. It's Vince McMahon for not like just you know being there for the wife and all that. Like, like she asked for like you know just tell me what's going on. And then this poor doctor from Truman that's never met this man or this wife has to be the one that breaks this the heartbreaking news. How trash is that for Vince McMahon? Like I like I, I think that's despicable and disgusting. But that's just me. Yeah, I yeah. mean I, I think I I agree with you there. I I think that you know and. and Vince McMahon, you know, his relationship with the Hart family wasn't the best at the time because of what had happened with Brett, you know, a couple years earlier. And so, you know, a year and a half earlier, whatever it was. But still, I think think you're right. I think he should have been the one that said, hey, I I may not – even if he didn't have all the answers. You know, hey, I don't know exactly what happened, but I do know – I can tell you excuse me, you know, that your husband passed away in this tragic accident. Yeah, I would say definitely should have been more honest uh, with what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but instead, uh, old Vinnie Mac didn't want to be the guy to break, break the, the bad news. Uh-huh. Or just didn't, he, you know, he just didn't want to. And so he was going to pass the buck on to somebody else. Um, you know, I give, I give props to McMahon for a lot of things that he does. And I think, you know, and he's, he's great in a lot of ways. Uh, but he, I, he, probably, he definitely handled this situation wrong. Uh, went a long time ago, and, and you know he's, he's kind of a different guy now. I mean, you know, whatever, but definitely handled it wrong, and I'm you definitely sure get the, the sense that guy. he didn't want to. He didn't want to be the guy to do, do what? I'm he pretty did. sure he's still the same guy. He's the same, same guy, same old Vinnie Mac. Yeah, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Still so, people trash. <laughs> kind of the the next thing that you know you guys see that that we see on TV is Jeff Jarrett does a promo, um, which this is cut from the network also. But uh, you know, I found it. I think I on YouTube. But, you know, he starts off by saying, Owen, I'm, I'm praying for you. I mean, this is, again, one of one of Owen's best friends, and they had just wheeled Owen by him, you know, his, his lifeless body by him on a, um, you know, on a stretcher yeah. just a few minutes before this. And they're like, hey, we're going to put the red light on, and you're going to, you know, be in character, be Jeff Jarrett. And, you know, we, we want you to do this promo and talk about your, your match coming up. Yeah, that was um, – remember, at, at, the, at that point, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And everybody's wondering where the Godfather is. And now, okay, at that time, Deborah's coming out. Okay, cool, puppies, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And she had the big breast assist. Like, great, cool. <laughs> we, we like we like Deborah. Yeah. And so I don't remember much about that match as well, but I I was just pissed, Steve. I'm not going to lie Trash. to you. I was mad. I was we were I was mad because the Godfather did not come out and we did not see the hose. Yeah, like a, as a seventeen-year-old male, that's you all I that's all I want to see the hose. I mean, Sue me. We're not we're not we're not breaking <laughs> any news here. We're you not. Know? So and it, it, it was yeah. Like I feel like me now knowing what happened. Like I feel trash too. Like like that's all I cared about, you know, but then again, you guys didn't know, didn't know anything. Yeah, you didn't know. I mean, literally like, like we were talking about before you guys might've thought it was like a stunt or something kind of goofy or funny yeah. or whatever. Cause I mean, even think about, uh, is it earlier? Yeah. It's earlier that year that taker throws. Yeah. It's earlier that year. I think hell in yeah. a cell. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's earlier that year. 99 or 98. Yeah. Taker throws mankind off the, off the cell. Mankind does get like they do the stretcher yeah. and everything. And then he actually gets off of it, it comes and comes back, back yeah. in. And so the whole, the, the, the whole stretcher thing was a facade and it was, it was great. And like we, you know, everybody ate it up, but I mean, you know, you guys didn't know. We I mean, did. So, you know, anything, you, you know, you, unless you, you were, way, you guys didn't know. Unless you were in the front row, a couple of seats back, you would have yeah. no idea because, yeah. You couldn't see the lights were dim, and we were all our attention was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We weren't looking at the ring; we were looking at a screen. Yeah. So if you saw it, you caught it at the corner of your eye, like most of us did. The crazy and thing is, too, like is like trash seats. Do seats what was pretty decent. Yeah, like, we had good seats. I said we didn't have bad seats. No, we yeah, did. We, you know, uh, uh, we. I mean, we we could have easily just if our attention was more on on you know the ring could have easily just seen the whole thing play out but you know like said yeah the only ones that too saw bu- it too videos. busy looking for the hose looking for the hose i, 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 I wasn't that's, that's marcus <laughs> let me tell you something i i wasn't too busy my experience at that time in life is far different than that lane's experience in life. oh <laughs> i know what you're getting at yeah uh-huh. most of the ladies yeah. were behind you because i went down and found your seat earlier which uh-huh. no longer exists um, under the remodel into Hy-Vee Arena, you were w- section 113, which is right below our studios, yeah, and I got the you uh, row A. So that was the first row of the seating going up. From oh, the you guys had good seats. Yeah, listen, we whoa, big money, listen, big ballers. And I'm looking at this stub right now, and the, there's no admission on here. So I don't know if I even won these tickets. 
Now if you can, you know, no, no, that's not true. You don't win those tickets. Those tickets were like, we we definitely bought them. We I, I had a job and you were privileged. Um, oh my so god, that's kind of black. I was black privilege. Black privilege. <laughs> you you had that's two parents. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because like it has no emission zero, so I don't remember how much these. But yeah, they were pretty good seats. I don't know. Right? I don't think they were terribly expensive though. Like, yeah, this was an age where like, you know, things didn't cost as much as they do now. So yeah, and you know they didn't put all the information on stuff like. And they I probably paid for your ticket too because you were poor. So whatever. I was saying, well, I, I wouldn't have went. It's section <laughs> one. It's one thirteen. Thirteen. I wouldn't have went. I, I would have had to have been in one fourteen or one fifteen. Yeah, Jim. Jim has a thing with numbers. They worked out last year. Yeah, they did. Jim Jim has a thing with numbers, so I haven't actually I haven't I haven't heard I haven't heard that before. <laughs> the thing with numbers? Yeah. Not a I fan of the number thirteen. I I'm I'm a numbers guy, remember? Yeah. Oh, never mind, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So um I mean so yeah, the the you can you can tell kind of on the the T V broadcast, you know, that that's on the network now. Uh, as Jeff Jarrett's coming out, I mean, he almost has a tear in his eye, like, which is understandable. You know, they they made the decision, and when I say they, I mean, there's one guy that made the decision to continue the show, and we know that's Vince McMahon, right? Um, at the time, he's probably trying to think, well, you know, if we stop the show, then we have to refund all this money. We have, you know, yeah. he's thinking about the financial part of it, not a guy just died. So let's let's stop the show. Let's tell the live crowd, hey, we're sorry. Um, you know, we'll make it up to you in some way, whether that's another show down the road or whatever. But, I just, you know, they made the decision to keep going. But did you hear on the documentary last night, and it made sense, a dude just died. Isn't that a crime scene? Isn't yeah, that a comp- yeah. isn't that a potential crime scene now? Like, I mean, I mean, like I said, that would you never would happen so. now. No. And and honestly, it, it is a potential crime scene because you don't know if it was malfunction of 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 the of the harness. You don't know if it was rigged. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. That's crazy. So what were you saying, Steve? I, I was just saying, and honestly, if if they would have stopped the show and everybody had to leave. And we would have got home and found out that a dude just died. I don't know many people that would have asked for a refund. That seems a bit insensitive and like real asshole ish. Like I'd have just They're been like, there. "Yo, yeah, yeah. oh I, yeah." I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think you know, and and obviously the people at home, us watching on TV, kind of knew there was an accident. You know, and if I think if if they would have said like, "Hey, you know, Owen Hart's passed away, so we're gonna stop the show," and you know, we, we would have been out our, you know, 60 bucks or whatever it was. I mean, I know I wouldn't have been, you know, I, I would have got it. Like, oh, hey, a guy died. So we're going to stop the show. And, you know, you guys are right. Like the, the crime scene aspect, that's something I, I, I had really thought, thought of. I never even thought yeah, about that. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but his wife said that last night. Like, so when the Kansas City police came to do their investigation, you know, it's several hours later. There's been four more matches in that ring. Um, if somebody did tamper with the rigging system, you know, they would have had time to go back up there and, you know, clean it up mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, 
I mean, not that you know. I don't I, think. I, don't so. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think so. I think. It, I think it was. Just, I think it was an accident. Well, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, but you know, I think that's why there's no definitive answer. Uh, you know, just because, and and they showed some police photos from Kansas City, Missouri Police Department in the in the documentary last night, and you know that that were taken of the empty arena after everybody had left, and of the rigging up on the catwalk and and different things. I but. I remember Steve. Um, so when they we went back to Kemper for the first SmackDown, which was probably a year and a half later, and we had pretty shitty seats back then. And we were kind of in the rafters. And yeah. I remember actually looking up and yeah. seeing how high that was. And yeah. like he said, when his wife said this, she was like, can you imagine? Like, he knew he was going to die. At some point, he was in a free fall. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing you could do about it. You know, just imagining falling from, I guess they said eight stories was how. Yeah, the, around the, the 70 feet. You know, that's a. That's, uh, Something to know, like your life is over and there's nothing you can do about it, you know, and just because yeah. he, he probably pulled the wrong cord or, yeah, you know, you know, hit the release valve too early. I mean, you know, who, who knows? But, uh, yeah, obviously the decision to go on with the show has been much criticized. You know, I, I think all of us are kind of in agreement that they should have just stopped the show. And, I mean, I, again, if, if they announced to you, you guys at, at the live crowd – they don't even have to give details. Just say, hey, we had a terrible accident, and we're sorry, but we're going to stop the show. You know, like you said, Steve, you would have got home and, and found out what happened. And like, man, a guy died? I mean, I, the other thing I would say was it's, it is, I mean, I, just to, it's to be a little tough to make that decision in real time. Because mm-hmm. they literally had uh, whatever. Minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, minutes to make make that choice. And so they went ahead and went on with it. Um, so, I mean, that's a tough tough spot for uh, anybody to be in to try to figure that out. Um, but I don't know. I think it's uh, pretty simple. Uh, someone that I'm close with or know very well died. Everything shut down. Yeah. That's my first thought anyway. It's just like, nah, I'm good. Like, done. Like, yeah. If, God forbid something happened to you. I'm not even in the studio with y'all. And if something happened, like we shutting down the show. Like Austin just <laughs> passed out. Well, I anyway, passed, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just fall on my chair. Keep it going. I just move his camera out of the way. <laughs> the camera just shifts over to you too. Yeah, and you guys like keep on talking. You might want to call it. We call his wife. No, I'm over here <laughs> shaking on the floor. Oh, help me. No, show us. Let's show fi- us. Yeah. You're on. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Let's just, you know, we're going to finish the show. Yeah. Uh, we're professionals. Uh, let this guy just have a seizure. And uh, we're, we're all good, so. So, yeah, it's, I mean. It's crazy. But there were, let's see. I, so there were five more matches after that. Don't remember not one of them. Five? Uh, yeah. You guys, nope. and you guys were talking. No, you guys only really remember single. one. That's, I don't yeah. remember. Like, it's, I, have a great, I have a great memory, and this night to this day still just, yeah. I don't remember Harley, I mean, yeah. well, everything was so uneventful after that. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, everybody else probably just didn't know. Like everybody else probably melded in, and then I mean, even Taker, two Hall of Famers, Taker. Yeah, I mean, and Austin and, and probably melded in too. So the rest of your kind of undercard, you know, obviously we we talked about the JJ and Deborah, Val Venus and Nicole Bass, uh, Billy Gunn versus Road Dog. They had just broke up the the New Age Outlaws. They mm-hmm. they had a, t- a match against each other. 
Um, there was an eight-man tag with elimination rules against the corporate ministry versus the union, um, which were two different groups. And then kind of your, your two co-main events, you have Triple H versus The Rock, which this, this goes on to be a huge rivalry yeah. um, after this. Triple H, Rock, Triple H, Rock, and it's not for a title or anything? No. It's just a match. Mm-hmm. They're feuding for They're some feuding. reason. Yeah. Huh. Um, and, and, you know, they showed and that video package. It. You know, and, and I mean, that, like I said, this obviously these go on to be two of the top guys. I mean, you're, yeah, you, you guys, guys don't yeah. remember this match your at last, all. Your last two main events are literally mm-hmm. like it's four Hall of Famers. Yeah. And, and that's remember. like the way it went down. You guys don't even like whatever. All those guys didn't want it. They didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-mm. No. It it, a, it's definitely not one of their, their best matches. Because these guys had some really good matches later down the road, but you know, even watching it back, this I think last they, week, I think they even said that it was that they don't remember. It was a terrible match because they both knew they were just out there. They wanted to get out of there. Yeah, they just wanted to get out, but we didn't know about it. So you got to put on a good show, or it's going to get booed mm-hmm. out the building. Um, and then you know they they do the video package for Stone Cold versus Undertaker, who you know again two. Really good guys. You know, Steve, you said this is kind of the next thing you remembered, uh, you know, after, excuse me, after the uh, accident. You all right, then? We need to stop the show? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll wheel him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he asked you a question just so you know. What what was the no, question? Just you you said this Austin Taker match was kind of the next thing that you remembered after the the incident. That's the after that. That's the only thing that I remember uh, from. I, I think the the only highlight of that match is I remember. Uh, and I don't even know if this is correct. I remember Undertaker throwing Stone Cold through like some glass or something. That's it. Like I don't know who won that match. I don't know. Uh, I. I remember the glass breaking and Stone Cold coming out, and then the Undertaker was in the ring, and that's it. I don't know who won the match. I don't have any idea. Like the, everything was uneventful. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, again, because I like you know those dudes. I don't blame those dudes for putting on um, uh, what we consider a trash match. Man, they did the best they could given the circumstances. Yeah, like so. In hindsight, they probably put on a five-star match, like knowing what they know. Mm-hmm. That's true. How, how does it feel to be on uh, on this show, which is here at High V Arena, Kemper Arena? How does that feel? I mean, to you guys, I mean, whoever thought that twenty-one years later you'd be one a DJ a Showtime here, um, you know, talking about it, and and you know, uh, too many DJs in the house. DJ, yeah, it's um, it's DJ Day, DJ, DJ Day. Yeah. Um, I'm a part of history. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's good or bad, you know. Sometimes <clears throat> I feel like I'm celebrating something that I shouldn't be, but it's a part of history, and to uh, to know that it's a little special, I guess. You know, sad, but I mean, how many of us can have this, you know, opportunity to yeah. say that, hey? I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only 17,000 people in the world that were actually here. And, um, you know, I, I wish we were a little closer to the action to know what was going on. But, you know, like I said, you're only 17. You don't yeah. – you just don't even think about it. What about you, Steve? Uh, 
Thanks. Uh, Plugging uh, you, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I got mixed emotions about it because I tell people that I was at that at a wrestling fans. Like I live here in Jacksonville now, and uh, I tell people that I was there, and they're like, "What?" Like they think it's like the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. Ever that I, you know, I was at a show or on Heart Slash show basically, and, and, and seeing like I would prefer to not have ever seen anything like that. To be honest with you, uh, like. I don't know. I don't like the fact that, like, like I said, I'll never forget him shaking in the ring the way that he did, and then going lifeless. That's not something that I, like, I, I'd ever in my life would have wanted to ever see. You know, um, I think it's it's cool that I got like a, a memory with my homie, but other than that, like, I feel I, like an ass now. It's kind of bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I feel mean, like an ass now. Like I kind of like, we kind of cool. And, and, uh, I'm so happy that's been so, a part of that history, of, Marcus. Is, yeah, I'm like, sure, you know, and I'm sure like if you now. if you polled, you know, all, all the fans that were in attendance that night. I mean, I, I'm sure it'd probably be conflicting stories. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. some people are, are gonna, you know, be like, yeah, it's kind of cool that I was there, and you know, other people are like, man, I, I wish I wouldn't have went to that show. Yeah. But, uh, and so I, I think it's great, especially for for a TV show that we're doing. You know that two guys that were here have differing opinions. You know they, that it's not the same. Yeah, because that doesn't make for good TV. Like no, if, uh, no. If you disagree agree, on everything, Steve, yeah, I agree with correct. you. I, yeah, well, that's it. I remember that. All right, let's too. have a big debate show. We I had, agree with you on everything. We have right. shows we, over. We had popcorn. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we had nachos. I'm gonna tell you why we had nachos. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, and especially, I mean, at 17, like like I said at the start of the show, going to this show, you know, you guys would have been really excited. It would have been a big deal because of how hot wrestling was at the time. And, you know, just, just going on from there. And then, you know, to later find out that there was a tragedy that night, you know, is is just crazy. Yeah, that's pretty much Man. all you can say about that. Yeah, just, I, 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 I wish um, I remembered more and it's. Sometimes your memory makes you want to remember things that you mm-hmm. think you saw, but how yeah. Old, how old were you guys? Um, you guys would have been like eight, seven, seventeen, or 17, eighteen. Yeah, seventeen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Seventeen. Crazy. A cool. A cool seventeen so, yeah. too. Cool seventeen. Uh, I don't know about oh, the cool part whoa. for you. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know about the cool part for you. That's highly debatable. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could pull some people from. I think we could pull some people from Grandview and we'd get more no's on the cool part than we would yeses. Wow. I told you my, my memory's not but that wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. For who, though? I, I just want the record to be straight here that while I did hang out with Marcus because I felt sorry for him, um, I, my cool factor was was never higher. Like, I was like... <laughs> okay, off, let's just keep moving on now. <laughs> no, here, you got to hear him talking um, about himself. Yeah, the... So, I mean, I can talk about... like. You guys want to know some more stuff about no, me? No, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ex- expose. We're doing an expose. Yeah. So, Marcus Showtime. Six months after this event in October, WCW Nitro was here, and his brother, uh, Bret Hart, who had joined WCW, like we said earlier, um, wrestled Chris Benoit, who was another Canadian, 
two really good technical wrestlers. They had a match, um, and Brett said that he, he did that match as a tribute to his brother in this building. Um, you know, so that was kind of six months after after this. We never went to WCW. We didn't do WCW. Yeah. No, no. And, and especially WCW. Really, I wish by, I did. Now, think by October that. of '99, yeah. though, like the Monday Night Wars were over. WCW was terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the height of WCW was like '96, '97. Yeah. What did Goldberg wrestle in? He was WCW. He was, he was in. He uh, Goldberg was there at that at that time. Mm. That '99, he was there. He probably would have been on that show. Uh, He's probably yeah. He was probably there. Uh, and by actually, and the funny thing is, by that time, uh, Jeff Jarrett would have been there also. So Jeff oh, Jarrett, yeah. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Jeff Jarrett left WWE. Um, right. I think like three or four leaving. months after what? that. And Jarrett was it ended up being kind of moving toward being billed as a top guy uh, in WCW. So it's gonna, interesting how it all kind of. I'm going to sound dumb here when when. Goldberg beat Hulk to take over um, the big reigns. Yeah. What were they wrestling in? What? WCW. Okay. Yeah, WCW. So, I like all yeah. this wrestling terminology he just used there. The big reigns. <laughs> yeah. Took over the day. Goldberg got, Goldberg got <laughs> the, the big, championship. The big gold belt. I went to high school with Goldberg. They goofed it up. The only thing about, the only thing about that is, that, I mean, on a side note, they goofed it because they did it on Monday night instead of doing it at a pay-per-view. So they yeah. had Goldberg beat Hogan. Monday night because they really wanted ratings, uh, and they actually should have done it at like Starcade or something like that. But yeah. uh, whatever, I think mankind, mankind ended up winning the title. Yeah, and they ended up getting better ratings That's than, than yeah. Goldberg. So, yeah. so whatever. Yeah, they, you know, it's one of the many mistakes. I mean, we could, we could talk about how bad. That's a whole other show got. too. Yeah. How they oh, just no. they went from being hot to terrible, terrible. But uh, but yeah, the, you know, I just I want to bring that up that Bret Hart was here six months later. Uh, Wrestling Chris, Chris Benoit. Yep, Chris Benoit. Benoit which Benoit. Another, another you know kind of tragic story. But again, that's You're not supposed to say his name out loud. Yeah, actually. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah, wrestling. Uh, Candy, that's wrestling Candyman. Yeah. Wrestling Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Voldemort. So, that's wrestling Voldemort. That's what it is. Well, but yeah. yeah. So Steve, you know, you're you're down in Jacksonville. Why don't you kind of uh, uh, plug your stuff that you do with your musical bingo and and all that real quick? Uh, you just follow me on Facebook at uh, Steve DJ Seven. That's a uh, DJ S E the number seven V E N Brown or Instagram at DJ dot S E the number seven V E N. I'm a real funny guy, and uh, sometimes I put pictures of me. I, hilarious, I hilarious! Like amazing. the album, the album covers, dude. Like hilarious. When it, like, did you? I, I, when did you do all? I, did you do all those at the same time, or how did you do that? Nah, I did it. Uh, uh, actually, I just you know, uh, Rona got us all strapped up in here, so right. Uh, I kind of just, uh, I got bored one day and just had some denim on denim in the closet. It's like that kind of looked like some Lionel Richie joint. So that's kind of how I started. So every day I would just try to figure out what I had in my closet and uh, I, I never, I didn't buy anything. So apparently my wardrobe is uh, as bad as you see. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I had fun. Uh, oh, dude, super, yeah, super. It was, it was awesome. Uh, real quick too. That. I know, I know uh, Casey guy. Um, one thing coming up, oh, I think we're going to see the, the NFL is going to come around. Um, yep. I was talking to, I was talking to Marcus uh, off air. Um, go ahead and give me your record prediction for the Chiefs this year, and how do you think they're going to finish? 
He's a he's a 49ers. He's a Niners fan. Oh, I oh, forgot yeah. you are a Niners fan. I was just saying, why do I'm not, I? I'm sorry, this? I forgot about that. I, I think yeah. I was thinking KC. I kept talking. And I hear him laughing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know yeah. why I'm laughing. <laughs> I forgot about that. I see. I see the Niners. Wait, post, wait right? to know I your guess. Niners post. Yeah. Are the Niners gonna make? Yeah. yeah wait to know the guess. That's right. Talk are about the Niners, Niners coming back to the Super Bowl this year? Of course. Why wouldn't they? Absolutely. Is is uh, Jimmy G the I, guy? Oh yeah, I like Jimmy G. See, I Jimmy G. He, he got us to the Super Bowl. Why is he not the guy? Yeah, uh, would you have been a – I mean, I know for there, there was, like, reports that the Niners were looking at Brady uh, to try to bring no. him in. Didn't we talk about – we talked no. about that, too, Steve, no. about no. give Tom Brady a look. It was that's, a real thing. That's trash. It was a real, it was a real thing. They that. actually were looking at him to – it was like a – it wasn't a trade. It was, like, I think a free agent, and then I think they were going to trade Jimmy yep. G off to somebody else. Not, would you have been happy I, with that I, or I keep Jimmy G? That. No, no, keep Jimmy G, man. Jimmy G's a – uh, he's young. He's affordable. He his contract is so affordable we can build a team around him. You get Tom Brady, you got to pay that dude like thirty million dollars. You blow up the team, we can't afford anybody, and we keep him for two years, and then two years be searching for another quarterback. When we got a quarterback right now, I think that was stupid. I, yeah, I, I'm did, glad that they didn't pull the trigger on that. Did, did you make no the, logic in that? Did you make the trip across the state um, to go uh, take part in any of the action in Miami? Uh, no, because uh, uh, as Marcus trip. so elegantly pointed out uh, at the beginning of the show, I'm poor, uh, so I wasn't able <laughs> yeah. to. Afford. Truth hurts. Oh, here's another thing too. So, I want to ask. So, hey, hey, the Williams sisters just you know bought into the 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 Dolphins, so you need to move from Jacksonville to Miami and and hook up with the Serena or what, uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Serena and Venus. 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 You oh, the sisters to, bought in the Dolphins? Uh, They're part owners in it, well, yeah. Yeah, hmm. probably wasn't too, too expensive. I, I don't think they check it for me because, uh, as has been pointed out many times, I'm poor. And they ain't, they ain't look that's, at me That would change poor. the subject. Oh, that's would change too. the subject. Oh, you're trying to be uh, – well, minority, minority owner of the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we right. Can't, we can't use that anymore. <laughs> that, right? Well, yeah. Steve, how did, you, how did you become a Niners fan? Uh, when I was a kid uh, – all my family, or, uh, or, or most of them, are Chiefs fans, and uh, I wanted to be as petty as possible as a youngster, about seven or eight years old. So I said, I was watching a Monday Night Football game between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. I said, the winner of this game will be my new favorite team. And of course, uh, the Niners beat the Lions on Monday Night Football. And I believe in. Uh, you know, just sticking with your team, even if they are trash. And That's a terrible team story. Ever since. That's a terrible I story. No, I, 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 I think it would be hilarious had Detroit won. Who's right. The, yeah, hold hey, on. He just, he just, he just, he just flipped the coin. That's how you're a Niner fan? Who's the yeah, – Oh, the, my God. Yeah, slipping the coin. I, I trash. Was Who was the quarterback? My dad's a Chiefs fan, and I didn't want my dad. Joe Montana was the quarterback. Court, uh, Joe Montana was the quarterback when you were watching that. So, oh, here we go. Well, here, but there's the other sad. flip. We can do, we can do, we can do like a one. We can do like a real quick two minute segment because I always, I actually always, uh, I make fun of Gary on this. I always say Steve Young is a better QB uh, than Troy Aikman. Uh, oh, Steve Young was. I agree. No, oh, he yeah, wasn't. He, was. he was. He won one yeah, game was. his whole <laughs> career. Dude, you get him going. Yeah, I talk about Steve Young. I like, dude. Steve Young is better than than Aikman any day. The completion, oh, the yeah. completion Troy percentage is better. Just, oh yeah, completion yeah, percentage is better. TD, TD, TD to INT ratio is better. The re- only reason Steve Young doesn't have the numbers is because he was Montana's backup, and he was getting paid. He probably yeah. getting paid more than Aikman was to be the starter for the if, Cowboys. If, if Jimmy Johnson, if Jimmy Johnson stays in Dallas, 
nobody tr- Steve Young doesn't get a ring, and nobody thinks he's good. So Bro, do you realize he, he, that he won one big if game? If you take Troy Aikman and put him on the Niners, uh, they they don't win. But if you take Steve Young and put him on the Cowboys, they win uh, uh, like ten straight Super Bowls. I'm telling you that right now. Troy Aikman <laughs> oh, is like. Like, you get out of here with Troy Aikman. He's trash. Like, I'm get out of here. Get out. You're, you're so, not invited I'm, back ever. I'm so Blocked. happy. I'm so happy. Blocked. I'm so happy I brought that up. I'm so happy. You're not I invited back up. on the show ever. Well, being that you're from the KC area, whenever um, you know the Niners get rid of a, a player, they always end up on the Chiefs. So at least you can still kind of. God, you I know, know that root. drives me We ship crazy. them. Hey, we ship them people how too. Many, we, how we, many we, players? we ship them D Ford this uh, this last I mean, two season. two really good quarterbacks came from the Niners that the Chiefs had. Uh, well, who? I, I don't even remember one. The Bonehead. I don't remember two. <laughs> what's, what's the? Who's the second one? Uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Or no, actually, you know, it, no, it's like a whole bunch Trash. of man. It goes. Uh, we grabbed from the Niners. We got Montana. We got, you got uh, Bono. Gerbach. 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 Oh, it's it's hell. it's Montana, Bono, Gerbach, and Alex Smith. So we got like four quarterback. Four of our quarterbacks in the last twenty years are all from you the only, Niners. You only got one good quarterback in that whole group, and that was old Joe Montana. You got old Joe right, Montana. Come on, Alex, no, Smith. Alex, Alex Smith. Alex Smith was good. Trash. No, he's not. Tra- <laughs> he's not trash. Captain Check, you would not like Captain Check. Captain Check, no, hold on. The reason, no, no, the reason Alex Smith's not trash is because he, like, literally, we were, we were the the year before that we won two games, and after that we we won eleven. Facts. And we won the division. Basically, what he did was he gave us a winning culture. We knew he wasn't going to win a Super Bowl, but he gave us a like. We were like, oh, this is what it's like to win. Now we'll trade up and get Mahomes. Now we're the best. We wouldn't have went to Buffalo. I think we would have been in a Super Bowl that year. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo's weather was terrible. I hear you. Yeah, you will and, not Montana get to say anything. About yeah, I did. We had, we had old Dave Craig come about out. the player Alex Smith. I, I don't like the player Alex Smith. He was you never like. Uh, I, I hope he comes back and he's he's great. He's probably a, a fantastic human and a wonderful husband and father. He's a trash NFL quarterback. I, I'm not saying anything positive about Alex Smith. I'm not doing it. You guys can have that. Great you guys. <laughs> Alex Smith is part of your history. Wow. Now. Well, he's trash. Without Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes isn't Mahomes. As he early was so as he good is. that you as had to early draft as the quarterback he is. in the first round. Do what? So great. Alex was so great, you drafted the quarterback in the first round for the first time in like 20-something years. Like, oh, that's that's right. Alex what Smith's a guy Alex Smith was. He was he's older. Hey, no, I, Alex Smith would still be playing. Alex Smith had, he's what, 34? He still would be playing right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, they, we, know, we know what Alex, Alex Smith is. The, he's a perfect journeyman quarterback. Alex Smith is the guy that comes in. Like if you had, like if you had like a bad franchise, you bring him in, you get everything you, stable. Ten games. He turns. I mean, he, oh, he gives you 10, 11 wins, and then what you do is you get your organization in like the right, like the positive path, and then you bring in your next guy. The Niners kind of did that with with they got like Harbaugh got him on the right. Harbaugh was using him to kind of get on the right path. Got Kaepernick. Um, Kaepernick kind of came in and, and was and was lightning. And uh, moved on from them, and then the Chiefs ended up using them to do the same thing. And really, Washington was doing the same thing because when he got when he got hurt, they were first place. They had hey, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, like they, they were, were they were first place. He's not trash. They were probably going to win that. Say he's trash. He's not trash. He's not trash. I think Alex Smith is Matt Castle two point He's he's definitely not Matt Castle two point oh. No, he's definitely not Matt. Hey, he's way better than I that. Stand by that. Austin, Austin, what? are you guys going to do a? Are you um, sure, you're not a Raiders fan. He probably is. No. <laughs> hey, Austin, are you guys planning on doing some kind of fantasy weekly show? 
Like once a week. Come I mean, you can't. Are you, you trying guys, to like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to invite yourself I'm on, no, on, I'm onto listen, a new I show? Listen to me. Purdy. Point, I think he point, is. Point, <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Point right there. Point right there. There it is. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy I have a Niners fan on here because I'm like, I have so many questions. Like, because I'm like, I always wonder if. if I think he's if, a closet Raiders fan too. No, he's not. I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I always wonder if you guys blame. I, I actually, a lot of people like were putting it on Kyle Shanahan on the play calling. I do not, because they actually did. You guys did run the ball more in the in the second half than than throwing. Like it wasn't like you guys were throwing every play. I actually think your play calling was good. I thought the Chiefs just. I thought I thought it was a good game. I thought the Chiefs just kind of stepped up and and started stopping you guys. I think the run defense is what uh, the the Niners run defense. Damian Williams should have been Super Bowl MVP. He had the the right. game of his his season. I I'm just yeah, honest did. with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. The Achilles heel of that, uh, that Super Bowl was the uh, San Francisco 49ers run deep. Uh, I think they did an adequate job against the receivers. They gave up a couple of long bombs. But that's what happens when you play the fastest team in the league, the most explosive offense. It's just the run defense. If if the run defense is better, those explosive plays just don't happen. And that's what I think lost the game. I think that 49ers run deep didn't, didn't step up, which yeah. is why right. they made the moves uh, they made this offseason. Raise your hand if what? you ever thought the Chiefs were out of it in that Super Bowl. Not me. No, I'm talking to my guys here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You thought they were out? You no. thought they were out of it, Gary? Yeah, I thought that game was over. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. No. I, really? I didn't no. think they were coming the back. Out of the Super Bowl? No. Guys, let me. In the third th- quarter. Like, that was like, that was like, no, but between yeah, what do you, all. What do you got? That's crazy. Between all the playoff games, You're right? That Austin. was the one with the closest score. Austin, I was at that Raiders. That was the uh, best no, defense in the league. Game. Who they played the first? Uh, uh, who they played the first week? Uh, Titans. No, no they, they, they played Houston. Houston. Yeah, I was at that Houston game. I bet like they went down twenty four. Like, I went down. I bet more money on them. I, it, yeah. front, I showed Gary. I bet I was like, dude, the Chiefs are coming back. Right. And he's like, what? Well, I don't, yeah, maybe. And I'm like, no, they, they're coming back. Austin. Wait, Austin. When, that was the. That was the best defense in the whole entire National Football League. The best defense. They were and number they, one? And they were up. Yeah, the best defense. They were up 10. I, th- I thought the 10. Chiefs were. They won. Yeah, well, well the see, the Chiefs reason, were going to win. Why, no, the reason why I never thought they were out of it because, like, they were down – yeah, they were down 10. And I was like, uh, yeah, we were, we, were, we were down 21 against Houston, and literally we scored – Houston doesn't – We scored 24 points in, like, six minutes against Houston. Awesome. Like by the end of the first name, half, we were winning. Outside of JJ White, name name a defensive player on Houston. No, I hear you. No, I hear you. And Bill O'Brien's their coach. Hey, trash. And we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear hey, you. Hey, seven, seven up, seven up, seven up. Me one here. We had a whole. Right, hold on, hold on. I'm 53 years old, DJ. Just agree mm-hmm. with everything I say. When it's you say been, DJ, who I, are you I, talking to? There's two of us here. You got to be more specific seven. there. I said DJ guy. seven. Hey, can we seven up. Seven. Sound seven. guy. Seven. Seven. Okay, hold on. I'm 53 Sound years old. Guy. I was born the first Super Bowl Chiefs ever played in. My mom thought she was going to have me on Super Bowl Sunday and was scared. Give me a yes on everything, man. I've gone through a lot. You, how many has San Francisco you, had? Oh, San Francisco's I got mean, five. Listen, five. Yeah, five out of seven. Just, just say it's great. Listen, defense. here's great here's defense. how I knew the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. You got to remember those two games in playoffs. The mm-hmm. weather was terrible; they were freezing. Oh, shit, and I always up. said, no. once they got to Miami in seventy degree to wet, seventy degree weather, 
Oh, it, it was on. So I didn't think they had a Where chance. Where did you say this at? Huh? Where did you say this at? Steve, I always told you, listen, I was at those games. <laughs> like, I told you, Steve, listen, the weather is going to help the Chiefs. Now they're faster. Like, y'all, have, y'all didn't play for, for nobody. For the record, I, I never heard you say that either. So, I'm gotta, sorry, I, I never I, saw it I, yeah, on your Instagram, somewhere. on your Facebook. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta I never saw out. it. I will say oh. this. That's like, that's like uh, Gary being uh, GC. Being faster because he got his hair cut and his beard cut, right? <laughs> hey, I am. I am. I will faster. say, but I will say this: like, when, like when the, when they, we did the question, like, oh, did, you, did you ever think they were out of it or whatever? I'm, yeah, a, I mean, no, I'm right. a homer. I'm a homer on the Chiefs to it like a fault. Like we would do power I rankings every week, and they were seven and four. Hey, who predicted? I still had them at like number three. Who predicted? You them did, Jim. I always thought, right. I always thought they were going to win. I did. I mean, I thought this is like this is one of the most complete teams I've ever seen. If the defense ever steps up, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And it was a numbers did. thing. And it, it was, was. Number, Yeah, that's right. All your For numbers. Jim, that's that right. Was. Yeah, I should have um, bet more money on that game. So, uh, Marcus, you were talking about fantasy, which you should not talk about fantasy football because uh, <laughs> I whoop you every okay. time. Well, listen. Here, in, no, I, in multiple leagues. This is trash. He, he, he's terrible. Marcus thinks he's – yeah. Okay, listen. I don't want to talk just, about other leagues in fantasy. No one cares. But – I just I feel like I'm probably one of the best persons here to talk about fantasy. Like I evaluate talent very, very well. You're you're one of the best persons. I think that I think that would probably be a good show. We come in here. Actually, it would be a good show. It would be a great show. because this this would be yeah. If we did (laughs) this, it would be fun. Now listen, there'd be a lot of you, Marcus would just be comic relief. He literally That's fine. That's a good show. He's He's terrible. He's he's, he was in he was in the bottom half of our league the whole time. Well, listen, I, I was up and like, I, I kind of fell. Aren't you guys in the middle of a draft? Like, are, no, the draft's are you, over. Are you guys all in a league together? Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. DJ, will you host yeah. my Which DJ are you talking to, sound guy? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Which, uh, which, you guys are, you got, you three of uh, you guys are all in a league together, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Purdy's going to yeah. host my fantasy football show. There listen, you go. Oh, I'm down. Hey, I listen, want to be on there, man. It's it's. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not subscribing to that shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I well, so a lot we'll of do, no. We can do a lot of clickbait. What do you so want? So the way the way everything's trending and going, uh, we could do like the weekly. I think I think that the week like the fantasy football that's that's eventually that's going to go down, right? Because DraftKings and all that stuff, and then also uh, just with uh, sports gambling becoming uh, more legal. So what you could do. Or what we could do, we could do a show. Get some cheerleaders. Wait, cheerleader! What are you talking about? We got to make it fun and exciting and crowd noise. And blah blah blah. <laughs> well, and, and, not, okay. And like we, we mentioned sure. earlier, seven, pick, eighteen to thirty-six-year-old okay. males. Yeah, we can do that. Love to look at women. So, That's true. So, okay, cheerleaders. I'm like, where is this path we're going down right now? What what kind of show we have in here? Austin. What? What did you say? I didn't hear you. Oh, no, I said, and we talked about it earlier, but, you know, the demographic <laughs> of 18 to 36-year-old males, they like to look at women. So, cheerleaders, that, I mean, oh, that no, would no, get no, this is easy. Actually, we, problem solved. Piece right? of cake. We don't need to go. Let's yeah. just get a let's band. Just call. We'll, we'll get a pet band. No, not a band. I'm, we'll, we'll get, get the drum. We'll get the Chiefs drum in here. I'm sure the no, spouse no, 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 will no. love that. We'll just go grab. No, Dude, on a serious, on a serious like note. A Chiefs fantasy show. That's what it sounds like. A no, 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 no. You're invited. We'll do. We'll do. No, the whole league. We'll get the horse. What's I will horse never bet. I will never bet against the Chiefs because I am a homer on that. But he is. Well, we're just gonna get the. We'll get the Twin Peaks like sponsorship. There you we'll go. And we'll do the show. We'll do the show there. Twin Peaks. Yeah, there, there's the cheerleader every Sunday morning. Deal, and we'll talk about we'll do every Sunday morning, Twin Peaks, 10 a.m. 
That's early. And what we'll do? That's, that's not that early. Well, yeah, but you got to do it you're before the game. You're, you're you're like, no, you're like you're. What you said? You're 57. You I wake up s- at like 5:30 in the morning. No, I'm a. I'm in the wrong business for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. So we'll do the we'll do the gambling and we'll do the, and we'll do the weekly fantasy and we'll also do the daily fantasy too. Listen, yeah, because when it comes I like to that, like, oh, I that take that great. I take that Austin, serious. Austin, hold on. Did did you guys literally just agree to give Marcus uh, like a show? Yes. Is it, why, why not? He's under contract. I'm why? paying him. Listen, I am under contract. I, I am the official I'm DJ. You, you're, for, you're, you are. Yeah. yeah. For the you, you click. But you know he's still <laughs> he's, he, 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 you he, he, you know, sponsorship dollars are coming my I am the, I am hey, the official sponsor. Hey, you know you know Steve. That's he true, he yeah. says he's an official sponsor, but I, I haven't got any money from him yet. So see, we the way my bank know, account is right now. He's talking about he's talking about you being poor. Now he's waiting for that Rona to get over. Before you answer that, hold on one second. Yeah. Oh no, he's about to. He yeah, he's to... talking about you being poor, Steve, and he he ain't even paid for his sponsorship. Right, he ain't saying not a sponsorship. All right, yeah, you can answer it. Okay, so the way my sponsorship dollar thing. Okay, the way my bank account is set up <laughs> for Corona, it's just I, I don't have that you know that uh, that Austin and Gary. How, how do you <laughs> mute his mic? How do you mute his mic? <laughs> we don't. I don't. But just give me a second. Listen, I, will, listen, hey, I will get that money. Trust me. I, I will did. get that money. I promise. Just give me some more time, baby. All right, give I'm me sold. more time, I'm baby. I'm sold. I think. Wait. I'm sold. So I want to make sure that. I, I get to be in on, on this. Uh, is it? Is it? Can I? Can I come on Sunday mornings also? Yes. Uh, yeah. You're gonna listen. Uh, well, are we trying to get? Do you don't put any Niner mojo. No, anytime I can. Like you. Like yeah, definitely call in anytime I can. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, what? remember that one thing call we're talking in. about? Isn't Steve Young better than Troy Aikman? <laughs> and we'll just and we'll just no, like, kick not. it off for no. like ten minutes. Hey Austin, this is Steve in Jacksonville. First time, long time. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, Niners are minus four this week. They they end up winning by a hundred, so you should bet your life savings on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just right. I would just hang up on right. Steve if he called in all the time. <laughs> I want I want that dump button. Uh, I, I'm down. Yeah, we'll I'm take we'll take the show on the road. Hour on the hour. Um. Yeah. No, you can come to Jacksonville. We I I can get some uh some really good sponsors. Uh, here in Jacksonville, if you like beer, there's uh, a little baby back, uh, so he don't really like beer. So that invitation is for Gary and Austin only. Hey, thank you. My if, first Hooters, my first Hooters tour stop in history was in Jacksonville, Florida. My what daughter. What are you talking about? Uh, Hooters, you did a Hooters, you did a Hooters tour? tour. Hooters. A it's Hooters third, tour. It's, a, it's it's the Hooters. PGA tour. The whatever they're calling Nike Buy.com, whatever it is now. And then it was the Hooters tour. There hmm. was, and I played on it for two. Oh, years. for golf. Yeah, that was my oh. first stop. Cool. Mm. I didn't know. It's awesome. Jimmy, you ever been to TPC Sawgrass? Yes. You ever been to TPC down here? Yeah. All right, Jim's coming down been to too, I guess. Golf Village in Augusta or yeah. in uh, St. Augustine. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, you you get somebody, you get you get us a sponsor down there to pay for our travel expenses. And uh, I'm trying to get him to pay for my travel expenses first, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and we'll we'll come to yeah, Jacksonville okay. so and we'll do a live yeah, we'll Mike show. We'll be step number two. A good friend of mine's a DJ, and his best client is Dillard's, and he's pretty wealthy. Dillard's, Dillard's. Oh. Actually, you know what? I thought of a way. Uh, Marcus, well, he's not wealthy Marcus, right you could work. No, Marcus, not. you could just work off the sponsorship thing. I need a DJ for my. Uh, I got like a uh, me and me and Christy and Mason are having dinner tonight. Could you be the DJ during our Virtual. dinner? Virtual, DJ. <laughs> just DJ, <laughs> just DJ, 
DJ, DJ, DJ the Kitchen. Oh, DJ the Kitchen. Yes, FaceTime Live. Just, just I, bring, bring me a mask. I, uh, can I plug something else? I yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. What we're doing plug, right it, now. plug it all. Uh, yeah. Plug the I'm T-shirt line there. Hold, hold on. Let me bring it. Ah, uh, yeah. The DJ Seven T-shirts. Uh, they go to my scholarship. Stand scholarship. up. We can't see. So it. If you know anybody that's a. Uh, oh, there it is. It's just me Stand on the T-shirt. Uh. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is if you know a high school senior or somebody that's going to be a senior next year, uh, we, we give away a scholarship. It's a better community scholarship down here. I partner with uh, myself and uh, Ryan Backman, a project code case. They help solve uh, unsolved murders. They try to help solve those that haven't been touched for years. Uh, and there are no qualifications for the scholarship, only that you have to be accepted into college. And uh, you can even be in college right now. So just... It's uh, a bit of community. If you want information, just hit me up on Facebook and Instagram uh, for the scholarship inf- information. Yeah, drop those uh, Facebook and awesome. Instagram links one more time. Can I? Uh, Instagram is a DJ dot se the number seven v e n and it's Steve DJ Seven Brown. Cool. Can I plug them too? Spell out I want to yeah. plug them too. Yeah. Can I get a yeah, full, can I get a full it, screen? Pl- uh, plug away. I just want to plug. Uh, can I get a full screen? I don't want to share with Steve. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to plug myself. Thank you, producer. Yeah. That's it. I just D- want to DJ plug DJ Showtime. We, we Showtime. talk about it every week. Yes, I don't have any fancy, you know, uh, fancy colleges and all that. You know, I'm I'm not corporate enough. You know, like Steve Brown. You know, but yeah. you know, I'm DJ KC Showtime. You can follow me on the Twitter machine, on the Instagram machine, and there. How about yep. that? How about, how I, about that, Steve? Uh, can I can I say something about? Oh, here DJ we go. Showtime. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna have a DJ. So DJ I can, we can we can get the mixers and everything hooked up here, and we can have a competition. No, 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 because DJ Showtime is amazing. I would just like to point out that he came to Jacksonville once, and I let him oh, DJ God. at this big like thing, and he's in the middle of mixing and everything, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just like randomly plays Mambo Number Five. So if you hire DJ Showtime for your events, he is going to drop Mambo Number Five because that is one of the greatest. Things that DJ Showtime does because he does that song. I'm listen, okay. I'm okay with Mama. Listen, yeah. white people love that, Steve. Hey, how about, white... how about the chicken dance? No. You guys play the chicken? dance? I can do the chicken dance. <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> hey, what? Hey. White people love the uh, DJ Showtime. Did my wedding. He did a friend of mine's wedding. It was all great. Kept people on the dance floor. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, it's, man, it's I'm right. really feeling like we need it. Thank you. And I probably played Mama Number Five too, and they loved it. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that I remember. I did a, another wedding. I played uh, uh, sync Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. I, why, that's not bad. Why, why is Mambo Number 5 like your go-to song when you get stuck, though? Like, we all have it. Like, I have a go-to <laughs> song when I get stuck. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Why is Mambo Number 5 yours? Why are you worried about how no, I handle my business? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my business. I do what I want to do. You know, listen, you don't pay my bills. You don't. You didn't pay for my equipment. If I want to play Mambo you Number 5. You don't even pay your bills. Well, listen. <laughs> hey. No. What the heck? So, so, so it's my wedding, and I'm white, and you are white. You are. You are white. I'm white as white, and uh, I can tell by his voice. You can't. I'm 53 years old. <laughs> uh, yes. So my my age would tell you, if if you got a lot of R R and B, make sure it's 70s, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, there that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Listen, I know white I 70s. Loved, I'm sorry. Hey, I call white white 70s. You know, whenever yeah, they yeah. came, when they first came <laughs> out with rap, I'm like, this is not R and B. Yeah, Why I is mean, this in the R&B section? Oh, and, boy. and that's the thing, you know, we, we, we've talked about on the show before when we when we plug you, is you can do any kind of event from from children's parties to, 
you know, nightclub settings. I am versatile. Like, wh- whatever. He's not know, above, you, he's not you're, above you're anything. Gonna, you're going to match the he music wants, to, your, to your audience. He needs, he needs money. Well, the, the one thing that I'm, I'm working on is, uh, and actually I will give DJ Seven his props on this. Okay. My, um, my country. I had, okay. a, uh, I had a thing where yeah. I was going to do this all country, and it freaked me out. Because, like, you know, I, no, I, I didn't just freak you out. You lost us a job. Yeah, I did. Listen, because, listen, <laughs> like, listen, my, I know all the top country, you know, the popular one. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me to go two hours set of country, I'm just like, I'm a little out of my element okay. on that. But, you're, bit. but you but recognize that and it. getting better. I, I'm working on there it. There you go. And yes, okay. I did. So, I did lose a job because um, I said I wouldn't play country and I got. I got your fired, and um, <laughs> Steve did. Steve did. like the reverse of the Blues Brothers, right there. You listen, and no. No, I, I did get fired, and Steve Brown swiped it up like swiper, and <laughs> that's not. You're not telling the story right. You're not telling the story. Go right. ahead. You're not. Tell right. us the story. You, uh, I was young. I just started. If this was in my early days, and I would never do this now, but Marcus was up there at the place. We were resident DJs there now. Okay, means that we had this money coming in every week, and he's up there, and and this sweet person comes up and says, like, "Hey, can you mix in a little bit more country?" And and I'm sure that's just how the story went. Marcus turns to the person and said, "You tell such and such DJ Showtime don't play no country," and turns around and goes back to oh, playing. Did with you me. really listen? I I that's exactly that is how a you that's said like that. boss move right yeah. there. Listen, I was young. And I got in the DJ thinking I was going to be in Vegas in the next two years, you know? (laughs) So I got to keep up my clout, and I'm not going to play no freaking country because I'm going to play these pit bull jams right now. That's what they want to hear. That's what the The people want. She calls me, and she's like, hey, uh, there was an incident, and we're not pleased. So here's the thing. It's either... He goes, or you all go. And I said, well, I'll see you on Friday. And uh, he, I called Marcus was like, yeah, he, listen, you, you out, man. Hey, <laughs> Gary, awesome. Hey, awesome. Hey, who was the guy? He wasn't, still- he wasn't even my boss, and he fired me. Like, how does your friend <laughs> fire you over the phone? He hey, called me over that phone. I was out, listen. He fired I, me. I, I mean, it was. I could have fired you through text message. Like, but I did. Hey, oh, that was, I was a call. That's nice. Call you. I remember yeah. that call because I'm like, what do you mean? What do you, you I said, what do you mean I'm out? He's like, yo, I'm out. I'm in. I said, how are you in? That's a great story. Show business, baby. So um, I feel like we could do this all day. Uh, just sit here and, and swap stories. It's always good to catch up, you know, w- with you guys and, Steve uh, and Marcus, we just got done with the marathon fantasy football draft. Uh, it took us like four, five, six days. I don't know, ten days, but kept us busy during a little bit of quarantine. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So hey, thanks. We appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate you guys for inviting me. We told me this a couple of weeks ago. I was really yeah, excited. Thanks I for did. having me. And I called Steve and said, sure. "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be on that." So yeah, for sure. I yeah. appreciate so, that, guys. Anytime. So, seven. Give us the Donald Yo. Trump, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Hold on, let me. Uh, you want me to? Okay, okay. Let me tell you something. What's the better one? Donald Trump's pretty simple. I like I like the McMahon. Yeah, the Vince I, I, McMahon I'm a, I'm a is better. Donald Trump. 
I'm a dude to Donald Trump. I think you all are fantastic. I think this is one of the best shows ever. Unfortunately, I just have to let you go. You're fired. That's oh, perfect. I'm not white. Perfect. Yeah. You, you, weren't, you weren't white enough, but, you know, it's, it's uh, okay. The best you know, people, um, the, the greatest people, the best people working on it, the greatest. Uh, hey, the good people. Trump sounds sweet. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his natural. That's Steve's natural voice. He wasn't really trying. That's how he really talked. So, hey, uh, you know, thanks again, guys. It was yeah, a lot I'm of fun, like you know, talking about um, Over the Edge and, you know, kind of reliving some of those memories. Again, the tragic accident. But then we got to have some fun after and, you know, just talk a little bit of sports. It's always fun to chop it up with friends. So, For show. Appreciate Yo. you guys. Yeah. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, so I am Gary, and this is Austin, and we are Midwest Mike's Jim's behind the scenes, and we'll see you guys next week. Play me out, DJ. What? Bam, 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 bam. Hey, thanks, Steve. Oh, who's this? I appreciate it. <laughs> I think you guys should edit out uh, all of Marcus. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris Isaac right there, Wiki. SuperValue now have more online slots than ever before. Shop now at SuperValue.ie. Collect your weekly shop with our contactless collection service. At SuperValue, we're there for you. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from GEICO because they help save people money? GEICO? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Una camioneta. Una camioneta que se cruza las vías. Y el tren. Ay, Dios mío. Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí. No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.